0: You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Laurie Patrick on 980-CJME. Hey, welcome again. Laurie Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty. I'm Greg Morgan. Good morning, Laurie. Good morning. I love when you come in because I feel like I know everything there is about the housing market by the time you're done. So let's dive right into it. What's the market like right now, Lori?
1: It is still busy. We are in that little bit of an, and it happens seasonally pretty much every year. School's let out. Everybody's kind of planning their first summer vacation. So everybody scatters a little bit, getting the cottages ready, getting the cabins ready, first camping trip. So we're doing a bit of that right now, but it's still a strong market. Inventory's climbing, though. Inventory's getting up there. Houses are taking a little longer to sell. They're still competing, but they're sitting on the market a little bit longer, and the fall-through phenomenon continues a bit. What do you mean by fall-through? The buyers who, and you know, and maybe it's a little bit of a holdover from the panic buyer phase where there'd be two, three competing offers within a couple of days. And so if a buyer lost one. They were jumping on these houses and then, you know, the dog that caught the car, then it was, okay, now what do we do? And then they'd start to get buyer's remorse and fall through. So there's still a little bit of that residual, you know, and it's anecdotally, but I talked to other agents where we're seeing more of it than we normally do. And hope that you know the buyers settle out a little bit.
0: So, what I'm hearing then, there are some good homes on the market right now.
1: Oh yes, and
0: I might be a little slower because of summer vacay season, but uh, it's 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 a good market.
1: It's still a strong market. It's still for the most part a seller's market, depending on what you have, of course. But that frenzy's died down. Okay. There, there's enough inventory now where a buyer has a little bit more to look at.
0: Okay. Well, you always share some great stories about who you're working with and uh, uh, what you're experiencing. <laughs> And when you said, today, Greg, we're going to talk about what uh, you don't know, what you don't know, but you know more than I know. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> put, put me in the spot of, okay, who am I when you try to explain <laughs> this is the problem you're having.
1: For the purposes of this story, you're a buyer. You know, And sellers are the same way, but I find it's more often with buyers that you don't know what you don't know. Before you go out, but I know what you don't know, so I can tell you what you don't know once we get out there. What don't I know? It's a little routine here. I had a recent buyer, great buyer, referred from a really good past client, and so she, this buyer, was ready to go, pre-approved. Number one, always be pre-approved. She had all those ducks lined up, and and we get started. And and often buyers come to me and they'll have a list. You know, they've been online, and here's the five that I want to see. Here's the ones that I've been watching. So I'll take that list and I'll look at them and see if I can develop a pattern, right? And some of them, you know, I'll ask a few questions, but for the most part, first time out, give me your list. Unless it's something, you know, I really, you know, if I know something bad about the house, I'm going to let you go out and we're going to look at these ones that you think that you like. And so we go out and we look and I add a few to the list and we looked over a couple of days at quite a few. So, you know, it's not like we didn't get a wide variety and a whole number of houses to look at. And the other thing she told me up front too was, what she didn't want. So that's a good place for me to start. Owned homes before. She wasn't her first-time home buyer. So she's an experienced buyer. Um, maybe has a little bit more handle of what she wants than, than somebody just starting. And she's coming from an area where she was living, she said, I don't want that. So, okay, let's stay out of the, those types of areas. But we started looking and, and I'm eavesdropping all the time. And even when you're just musing, talking, sometimes if there's a friend with you, again, I'm eavesdropping. I'm not doing it to be nosy. I'm picking up on things and and I'm just telling buyers all the time, just say whatever you want. Tell me what you think of these cupboards. Tell me you know, just be as honest and forthright as possible. That's why I'm here because I will start to pick up on this is what you like. this is what you don't. And you might not know this yet, but I've picked up on it. And I noticed that through a few houses, she would comment, and not in a bad way, really. It was just kind of thinking out loud, oh, you know about, Play structures in the the neighboring yard and, you know, kids' toys in the neighboring driveway or, oh, you know, there's that playground over there. And I started to pick up, she doesn't think this is good. (laughs) This isn't for her. Not that it's bad for another buyer, but she wants quiet. We want a big yard. We want privacy. We don't want, you know, a a home daycare next door. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but this isn't what she's looking for. So I started to go back through her list and I was kind of checking off some of these. Okay, this isn't going to fit for her. This isn't going to fit for her before we went out for the third time. And then I went over into an area she wasn't really in, hadn't looked in, uh, but wasn't opposed to. And there was a, there was a house in there. And I thought, why, why isn't this on her list? This seems to check a lot of boxes. And so I thought, I'm just going to put it. I'm going to set the table for the next showings. I'm going to pick the houses. And I put that one on there, at, not at the beginning, in the middle, so we could kind of get a good cross-section. And she walked into this one, and it was home. She immediately loved it. It was an older home, established neighborhood, big private yard. Older homes come with different problems. Different issues, not that they're problems, but, you know, it's not going to be a brand new home where some buyers gravitate that way or that the neighborhoods are a little more uniform, mm. but they don't want work. So that's that's where they're going. They just want new. This wasn't her. And so I had to get us out of that kind of neighborhoods where she was kind of picking and thinking, this isn't what you want. This is what you want. And I was right. When she walked in, she realized, OK, this this is what I want.
0: So listen to you.
1: Listen to me. I could tell <laughs> she was a unique buyer. And so we needed to find something that was a little bit more for her personality. It wasn't, a, you know, something where some homes where if you're looking in the newer areas, if you give me a price range, I can find you three or four yeah. virtually the same house. Right. Yeah. This this was different. So then then you go to the next phase. Well, just, she's saying, okay, well, this is older. So now what we do? Well, we're going to do our inspections. And we're going to, you know, do our due diligence because there's a little bit more that comes with them sometimes. And this one did. It needed some structural work. So, of course, we get Steve from AAA in. He gives us this quote. A little bit of minor negotiating back and forth. But um, within a couple of days after we viewed it, we had it sold.
0: So this goes back to how we all began here. You know, here's a client that thought they knew what they were looking for gave you the ideas but they didn't know everything about what they were looking for and uh it just comes from uh, being a good listener i guess huh that you picked up on that and made uh, made a quick call to take to a home that they wouldn't have looked at
1: right and well and she said that she said good call lori for putting that one on my list but uh she wouldn't have picked it and and it's just that me picking you know of 30 years of you know eavesdropping on buyers i, I just yeah. pick up on little things that they're saying that they might not even realize that they're singling something out, but I'll pick up on and it. And
0: you said to an older home, but uh, um, yeah, you're right. There's people that want the brand new windows and, yeah. uh, you know, all, all the uh, the clean lines of a, a brand spanking new home, but at the same time, you're not going to put anyone in a home uh, that doesn't pass an expe- inspection and you're connected to, as in Steve, to come and look at the foundation and, and make the call, right?
1: Absolutely. It, you know, you need to have, if you're going into an older home, it comes with some other issues. Not all of them. Some of them are great and well-maintained. Some of them are going to need a little bit more work. Of course, going to need more work generally than the new ones, just yeah. for their age factor. But these are still great homes, and they can easily be fixed. And, and And there might be work that needs to be done, but as long as the price you pay is nego- it's negotiated with that work in mind, and we know about it. That yeah. That's the other thing. I mean, you can't possibly know everything all the time. But as long as you can gather as much information that, that you can, so that when you do purchase an older home, you know, okay, this needs to be look, looked at, but I was compensated for that. I've got to watch this, but I was compensated for that. So
0: Right, yeah. Lori Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty is my guest. And uh, if you're looking to buy or sell, you can interview Lori today and move in the right direction you're looking. 306-591-5192. And the website is also lorisells.ca So we're going to take a bit of a break here. We're going to be back with uh, more of Lori If you're looking to uh, buy or sell, this is the show. Don't go any further. You're going to pick up on a lot of tips here in just a few more moments. I'm Greg Morgan. You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Laurie Patrick on 980 CJME. We're back with more Inside Real Estate with Laurie Patrick of Sutton Group Results Realty. And uh, it's pretty important. When you're in the role, such as yourself, Lori, of uh, about to cut a deal, that as you bring the buyer, the seller uh, together, it can get a little heated sometimes. But you're always the cold, cool one, keeping everything calm. Is that right?
1: I like to think so. Keep your cool, Greg. That's what <laughs> that's what real estate really is about. Well, you sometimes you get excited and
0: pumped up and jacked up. You think you got the perfect house, and then you're you know you worry about losing it sometimes. So how are you going to keep uh, me cool?
1: Well. Nine times out of 10, if you have two good agents on both sides of the deal or one on, a, on each side, we can keep this together. And I had two recent examples and then one that wasn't, there wasn't all cool factor in the third example, but <laughs> the two recent examples were I was on both sides. One deal I was a seller, one deal I was with the buyer. Coincidentally, the problem that came up for both was electrical. There were older homes, so it wasn't unusual. But both inspections flagged electrical. So then we get in a tradesperson. Remember, trades over inspectors. So we get an electrician. Both agents were talking about it. Everybody's calm. Nobody's posturing. Sometimes you get these, even agents will start to posture and my client's not doing this and they get emotional. And, you know, and I often say there's no crying in real estate because sometimes they get a little heated. And if you can just keep it calm and even keel, because it is what it is. Here's the quote. Here's what needs to be fixed. It's nothing that we could know about ahead of time. So will your seller agree to negotiate or your buyer agree to negotiate? Yes or no. It's pretty no drama. That's the facts. And that's what happened with both of these, where the sellers and the buyers on both sides and both agents just kept their calm and they had influence over their clients. That's important too. That's key. If I have no influence, which is seldom, but if there's no influence that I have over that seller or that buyer and they're not listening then it's tougher. And if the buyer or seller's agent on the other side doesn't have influence, and they'll tell me, they'll say, listen, he's not listening to me. I've told him, I agree with you. This is fair. He's not listening. So then I know, okay, I'm dealing with somebody who's more emotional on the other side. But if the agent is good and calm and has good influence over their buyer or seller, we can get this together. We can negotiate it. And we did in both instances, we just put it together. Within a few days, there wasn't a lot of back and forth because, again, I mean, these are facts. This this is what the electrician is telling you. He's the tradesperson. He's the expert in his field. And that's the facts. So pay for it or don't, but it just is what it is to get the house sold.
0: You said trades over inspectors. What do you mean by that?
1: Inspectors will flag things all the time. And this kind of comes to my next story, where it, inspectors will flag things and I will get a tradesperson in, depending on what they flag. If they say something about plumbing or electrical or foundation, I want the tradesperson in that's the expert in their field. If there's some question, some things are so obvious where, and you know that is a good, reputable, long-term inspector here that's respected. But the tradesperson is going to come in and tell me that. They're the ones with the ticket. They're the ones who are licensed in their field. They're the ones who, are, if they're wrong, there's a problem. Whereas an inspector, if he's you know has a differing opinion... It's not like there's any recourse to go back to your inspector, right? But this is an electrician. He's a licensed electrician. And he's telling you, this is a problem. So he's backing up the inspector or sometimes they come in and say, this is fine. And so then there's a little bit of difference of of opinion there. And in my book... Trace person, Trump's inspector.
0: So you said you had uh, kind of an example of that, too, in your next story.
1: Right. And this is where, where we had, you know, there wasn't cool heads all around. And so this was a seller whose his house had sold and had fallen through already once on inspection. So he was a little antsy about the next inspection coming through. And so he's wanting to talk to the inspector, follow the inspector, shadow the inspector, point things out to the inspector. And this is a completely different inspector that's coming in right? It's not the same one that just did it, you know, a month ago. And I'm saying, no, first of all, get out of the house. You shouldn't be there. You should not be there for showings. Sellers should not be in the house for showings, if at all possible. And if you have to be, sit outside on the deck, sit in your car in the garage. Just don't (laughs) be anywhere in the house with the buyers and their agent, if at all possible. You should not be there following the inspector around. And you should especially not be there when the buyers come for a walkthrough. Well, didn't listen. He had met everybody by this point and, you know, out of the house. And he's wanting to tell the inspector things and show him, this is what I did down here to fix this thing. You know, five years ago, this happened. The inspector does not want to hear any of this. He doesn't want you there. Nine times out of ten, the sellers aren't there. So they're a little surprised if there's a seller there and probably not too happy if they're trying to follow them around and show them things. They're there as an impartial set of eyes. And they're hired by and work for the buyer. They don't work for you. So yes, you can show me how you fixed this, you know, little problem you had five years ago. But I'm going to look at how you fixed it and tell the buyer what I think is good or bad about this fix or whatever it may be. But phoning them after the fact, too, doesn't help. With the first inspector, he had called the first inspector to say, you have this wrong, you have that wrong, you have this wrong. That's not going anywhere. That buyer's already put in a fall through. They're gone. The inspector's not going to change his mind and he doesn't work for you. So leave them alone. Now, that's not to say, can they be wrong? Yes. Inspectors are wrong all the time and more so wrong is in they have differing opinions. On this example, this particular house example, for instance, the first inspector, the thing that the issues he brought up were entirely different than what the second one brought up. And the second inspector... Didn't bring up the first inspector. So I was expecting, okay, well, we're going to hear about the sewer line on this. <laughs> Second inspector said it was fine. So this is what this happens more often than you'd think. Two different inspectors in the same house will come out with two different opinions about a lot of different components about the house. So I can understand why the seller's sitting there going, what's going on? Who's right? Yeah. Why did they each, and you know, this one didn't bring up this guy's. Then it just compounds it because now inspector one says there's problems with this. Inspector 2 says there's problems with, so now I've got problems with both, but they don't think each other's issues that they brought up were an issue because they didn't bring them up. I'm not sure if everybody's following that, yeah. <laughs> but if you know what I mean, the two, the battle of the inspectors and there's differing opinions. Well, how so- do you
0: conquer that then? So how do you give me a little satisfaction in knowing that what's happening is, uh, I, I, how can I feel better about that?
1: Well, in this instance, I, I as much as I talked, I don't know if I made him feel better. It was just let's just get through this inspection with buyer two. Yeah. Go to your corner. Don't follow. Don't phone anybody, and let me and the agent work it out. Yeah. And we did. And for the most part, it you know it was a minor adjustment, minor rene- renegotiation. But we got it sold, and it was a firm sale. So now it's done. But he still to this day is wondering about these inspections. You know why do they flag things that aren't a problem? And maybe don't flag things that are a problem. Well, human error, they have differing opinions. And it's very common with inspectors that one will flag something and the other one won't.
0: So to keep the deal together, uh, it comes down to, uh, like on both sides, the buyer and seller uh, in, in the occupation you have there. Uh, y- you've got to work together. And you're connected uh, well enough with a lot of these people, uh, you know, from all your years of experience, right?
1: Oh, yes. And, you know, and I know most of the inspectors and, I, you know, and... Like anything else, I think some are better than others. I prefer working with some over others, and um, same with agents. I knew the agent on the other end was going to be was going to be able to help. He, you know, he had some influence with his buyer, and and so, and I was explaining to him why the seller was phoning the inspector because he, you know, phoned me and said, "Why is the seller phoning the inspector?" Yeah. <laughs> and 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 so everybody kept their cool as far as the agents go, and we got it we got it put together, and the buyer was pretty reasonable there. But yeah, I, I know generally the players I'm dealing with on the other side. So I I know fairly fairly well how to approach it, you know, if I if I know there's an agent that I've had issues with before or that they're they're going to be a little bit more detail oriented when it comes to the inspection, like they're going to come back Some agents will come back and they'll they'll detail every single thing that came up on the inspection, even the minor little points.
0: And that's just coming from uh, your years of experience here too. Right. So before uh, we uh, wrap up today, the market is still a...
1: It's still a seller's market. I would say, you know, I'm not saying it as strongly as I did four or five months ago, but it is still a seller's market.
0: Yeah. And when does it heat up again here? Like uh, I know it's summer vacation season, that must uh quell it a little bit
1: yeah we're in that just just, school just let out you know kind of lull and then it'll kind of pick up around the middle of summer and then we'll go back into a bit of a lull around the end of august simply because of the now they're getting in their last camping trip or you know the last holiday before school starts again so we we do a little bit of a a wave through the summer
0: all right well there's uh, never a bad time to call Lori, and of course if uh, you have any questions at all we'd like to interview Lori. Uh, for uh, a future uh, opportunity. Make sure you call her up, 306-591-5192 or visit ca. Some good advice today, Lori. Thank you so much for sharing it. Thanks, Greg. You've been listening to Laurie Patrick. I'm Greg Morgan.